Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 4th. Today we're going to continue in Isaiah 58. Yesterday we talked about how the people of Isaiah were complaining about fasting, saying that they didn't think the Lord could see them, that he wasn't acknowledging their fast. Yesterday, we talked about the importance of not placing our expectations on God's promised blessings or our timetables on God's promised blessings. Here, these people had a really hard time with the fast because blessings weren't appearing exactly the way they thought they were going to or in the time that they thought they were going to. And so they lost faith in the fast itself. Sometimes you and I unconsciously can be guilty of the same thing placing our expectations on God or placing expectation of what we think his blessing should be or when we think his blessing should come rather than just sitting back and trusting him. Well, today we're going to continue on and we're going to see why the Lord says that maybe their fast didn't carry the power that they thought it was going to. He's going to teach us about a false fast and a true fast And it's going to give us the opportunity to really examine ourselves and how we fast and what our fast is like for us. In verse four, it says, Behold, ye fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? So the Lord kind of calls out what a false fast is. He says that the purpose of this isn't to cry out and to talk about how much you're fasting or how difficult it is. He says that a fast is not meant to be a day for man to afflict their souls, to spread themselves with sackcloth and ashes. Remember, sackcloth and ashes was a symbol of mourning. So he's saying you're not supposed to fast in order to show how difficult your fast is. You don't fast so that you can spread it abroad that you're fasting. We don't fast so that we can bow down our head and have this distraught countenance. That's not the purpose of the fast. If we fast to be seen of man or to be congratulated by man, then that praise or that esteem is our reward. The Lord is teaching here that the purpose of the fast isn't to be seen or acknowledged of man, but to draw closer to him. Now, this is true of the fast, yes, but it's also true of any commandment that God asks of us. And it gives us an opportunity to ponder and to ask ourselves, why do we obey? What's the purpose behind our obedience? What's driving your obedience? Now, before I continue on, I just want to say that even if our obedience is for the very worst of reasons, obeying is always better than not obeying, right? And I think that obeying for some of the less noble reasons is good and we should continue to do it because it can evolve and develop into obedience for more noble reasons. However, it's important to examine ourselves and our motives and why we obey and why we do what we do. Do we obey because we're afraid of punishment? We're afraid of God. 
We're afraid that someday we're going to stand before him and he's going to judge us and he's going to be mad and we're not going to receive the final reward that we want. Is that the purpose behind our obedience? If so, again, keep obeying, but maybe we could examine that motive a little bit and decide if there's a better reason. Another reason for obedience is out of duty. Do we obey because it's our duty to do so? Do we obey because it's our culture to do so? Do we obey because it's our habit to do so? Again, if so, keep doing it. Keep obeying. Keep striving. But it's my belief that there is a higher and holier reason for obedience out there. And that is because we love God. If we obey God's commandments because we love God, it gives us an opportunity to allow that obedience to change our hearts. And it gives us the opportunity to draw closer to God through that obedience. President Benson once taught, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment, God will endow us with power. Obedience to God's commandments out of love for God or out of desire to be nearer to God can bring power into our lives that can't be obtained in any other way. So I think that that's a really important scripture and a really interesting scripture, and it gives us the chance to kind of reflect a little bit on why we obey. Do we obey to be seen of others? Do we obey because we're afraid of God? Do we obey because it's our duty to do so? Or do we obey out of a love for God and a desire to be nearer to him? Now, moving on, in verse 6, God is going to teach the true purpose of the fast. He's already talked about the false reasons. We don't fast to be seen of man. We don't fast so that we can draw down our face and mourn and have people ask what's wrong. The fast isn't about that. But what is it about? Let's take a look. Verse 6 says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. I love the promises that are found there and the purposes of the fast. I love that our Father in Heaven gives us the fast in order to become more like him, in order to loose the bands of wickedness to undo heavy burdens that might be upon us because of that wickedness or because of our trials or temptations. The opportunity to be freed from mortal sin and from mortal weaknesses and to break those yokes that would bind us. Listen to how Elder Bowen put it. He said, What if there were a way to overcome our habits, addictions, and burdens? What if there were a way to gain sufficient confidence in the Lord that you could call down the powers of heaven? What if there were principles that you could teach your loved ones that, if applied, would allow them to overcome personal weaknesses and draw closer to God? As we properly understand and live the law of the fast, these desired blessings can be ours. My friends, the fast teaches us to put off what is probably our most basic instinct of hunger and help us learn how to control those instincts. And when we learn that control and when we combine that control with the powers of heaven that we call down through the fast, we really truly can loose the bands of wickedness. 
we can break every yoke that would come upon us. The yokes of sin, of temptation. When we truly come to understand the power of the fast, we can gain power in our lives to overcome those things. Now, I also love that the fast is for more than that. The fast is for more than just ourselves. In the very next verse, it says, is it not to dill thy bread to the hungry? One of the purposes of the fast is to bless other people, to make sure that other people have enough. Listen to what President Hinckley said. We hope that through the payment of liberal fast offerings, there will be more than enough to provide for the needs of the less fortunate. If every member of this church observed the fast and contributed generously, the poor and the needy, not only of the church, but many others as well, would be blessed and provided for. If every giver would be blessed in body and spirit, the hungry would be fed, the naked clothed according to need. My friends, I think it is so beautiful that our Father in heaven gave us a commandment that would allow us to free ourselves from the natural man, but would also allow us to look outside of ourselves to the needs of other people. That is the purpose of the fast. It's not to draw attention to ourselves. It's not to put on sackcloth and ashes and mourn and show people how hungry we are. It is to free ourselves from temptation, from the natural man. And it is to look outside ourselves to bless the poor and the needy. My friends, it's my testimony that when we come to better understand the power of the fast, the fast becomes a monthly blessing and something that we truly look forward to because we understand the power that can come from it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 